0: exclusive podcast from impact 89fm
1: wdbm east lansing
0: 89fm the impact and now
1: impact
2: exposure
1: exposure gives a voice to our community and provides a forum for discussing the relevant issues of today broadcasting from the campus of michigan state university this is impact
0: exposure
1: we are
3: tuned to Impact Exposure, and since it is the first Tuesday of the month, that means that Olin Health Center is in to host Impact Sexposure. So everyone, would you like to go
1: around and introduce yourselves? Sure. I'm, I'm Andrew Poole from uh, Olin Health Education.
4: I'm Reeve I'm a sexual health advocate. Erica Fellepich, Olin Health Center as well.
5: Uh, Kevin Bader, Olin House Center.
2: <laughs> and? <laughs> <laughs>
5: this, this, this is Dr. D. I've had a hell of a day, so I'm in a mood. So. <laughs> this in might a mood. be a wonderful show. Uh, this, this is Dr. D. And I, sometimes I wish they would pre-record the conversation before the uh, show actually begins because <laughs> it's almost uh, exciting in itself. So what, what are we talking about tonight?
4: Tonight we have a couple of topics. Talking about relationships and your spring break plans and how relationships integrate with spring break, and is it a test or a trap or what is it? How does it work? All that shit. How jazz. does it work?
5: But that before we get to that, we're going to talk about masturbation, aren't we? Cuz
4: that's
5: what Dr. No, because I promised Emily last time we left that we would talk about <laughs> masturbation. And
6: she's been looking forward to it. Yeah, you have notes. She's, she's right? been
5: looking forward to it. She's got a smile on her face. And and the phone number to call in is
3: 432-3893. And listeners, you can call in and join the conversation anytime. You can answer our question of the day anytime and and uh, receive that lovely prize pack from Own Health Center. Again, the phone number, write it down cuz I know you want to call later. Four three two three eight nine. Not not later.
5: They want to call now. Now. Right now. now. So what's in the prize pack? Marie? Oh what's, what's lots of lovely
4: things. We have our sexual etiquette one oh one books. They have lovely pictures. Um Douglas J hand massages. Yeah.
0: That's the best
5: part. It is. <laughs> Flavor really like massage.
4: <laughs> yeah. Flavor condoms, lube, regular condoms whole bunches of good So what stuff.
5: flavors do we have in the package tonight?
4: Oh, in the package tonight, pina colada is... Ooh, in spring break? Prop- tropical. Keep it yep. tropical.
5: Pantorine. So that spring break flavor. <laughs> Woo! No pun intended. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> oh. So the question of the day, and if our callers want to call in and answer this question, they might receive this complimentary prize pack with That's the right. flavor of the season in there. Right, Emily? That's right. That's right. right. And the, the question is, why do you masturbate?
3: The number again, four three two three eight nine three. Question of the day has been asked.
5: That's probably your <laughs> first on uh, impact in its 22-year existence. Do You think so, so? Yeah, I think we've never asked why do you masturbate. We asked the wow. purpose of masturbation. Why and do how? you? We're a part of history here, then, right now. Well, we're always a part of history. <laughs> it's a <anyway>. personal <laughs> question. <laughs> we're always a part. It of history. is, and you a lot should. of people like talk about. It. So, so I mean, it is. Is it still a taboo topic? Is this something that we can talk about? Uh, yeah, looking, looking at your faces. Some of you're like, uh, uh, "Don't call on me first. <laughs> we can
6: talk about it. Yeah, it depends on your crowd.
5: Yeah. Well, I mean, what, what for all essential purposes? What, what is the purpose of masturbation? Why would a person masturbate? Seeking pleasure. Do we need to define it first? Masturbation. Uh, well, we
6: could define it. Well, we could try to define it. Yeah,
5: should we? Should we? Well, don't
1: everybody really jump <laughs> at once. I guess. So. We could talk about defining it for a while without
5: actually defining it.
4: I feel like masturbation is different for everyone as well, so you can't even make a definite definition that fits everyone.
5: Oh, nothing like straddling a fence. Thanks! (laughs) That's that's one way of masturbating. Why Why do people... okay, let me start off with a question. Why do people masturbate? What is the purpose of masturbation?
6: I don't think you can always say it's to the point of orgasm. No, I don't think it's fair to do that. I just
0: think, in its general sense, it's a seeking pleasure,
5: right?
0: Finding something I, that you I would agree with that found definition. out feels good, and I guess so. I, what
5: else brings you pleasure, Kevin?
0: Uh, lots of things, but like you, what
5: do we call that masturbation? <laughs>
0: no, but I guess there's. It's like what does somebody say in a movie? It's like a. It's like a thousand sneezes or something. Not necessarily. Hey, if we're getting into the topic,
3: I don't even like sneezing. I hate the whole oh,
0: thing. Well, that's
4: awful. I like I sneezing. sneezing. I like sneezing.
0: <laughs> Maybe that's another conversation. We're divided. So, but here we
4: are divided. Yeah, Sneezers I guess. Are
0: before I learned anything, just if anyone didn't catch my name at the beginning, my last name's Bader, and so I learned the word master <laughs> oh, Bader oh, very yeah. early on oh, in my life. But the idea of what it was, I didn't find out clearly till later. But like. You know, you it, it is a taboo topic, I think, when, it's like I said, you're picking your crowd. And if you're talking with your friends, I guess that's different than when you're, like, explaining, like, say, to me as a a, a kindergartner what masturbation is and, like, the idea of what it is, I think that's taboo because, I mean, a lot of people don't like to talk about it in the school systems. Specifically, I went to a Catholic school system, and oh, yeah, it was called, I believe, taboo. Family Life, which taught you a lot about abstaining, but didn't really go into anything about
5: let's say touching strategies. yourself
0: if you will yeah. <laughs> is that
5: dealing know, with often. abstaining
0: yeah exactly so so
5: so, so kevin the uh, self-denied <laughs> catholic says it's about pleasure what else is what, the what's purpose? What's the purpose? What? What? What's the purpose? You're putting labels on now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he he, he, he he I I did go to math myself. Maybe it he has a different there.
6: purpose for different people. I exactly. mean, some people oh, maybe know. it's cuz it feels good. And maybe some people So depressed. I'm asking
5: you what's the purpose not necessary for you, but what do you think in general people think is the purpose of masturbation? I mean, why is this such a taboo topic? Why do we ha- why are we are we struggling to define this? I think we're
6: struggling a mm-hmm. little. <laughs> why is it a ta- why is it a taboo topic? Well, was it the turn
5: Because sec- sex she in was general in the is taboo.
6: Government, and I'm blanking on her name right now. Who- Jocelyn
5: Elders. Jocelyn oh yes. Was, yeah, okay. Who
6: suggested that maybe that was an alternative to safer sex?
5: So uh, My former, former Surgeon General back in the Clinton yes. days, who offered that as an alternative to teaching the schools, as an alternative to intercourse. Yes. And of course, she got fired. Yes. For talking about that. So
6: if we're talking about taboo. Well, but yeah. I think it ranks up there.
5: But if you actually look at the general purpose of masturbation, other than pleasure, it's really to relieve sexual tension. People will talk about it. It's to relieve sexual tension. It's not necessarily... Well, if you get a pleasure out of it, that's fine, but it's about sexual tension. So why, why is it such a taboo? Why... why is touching yourself or talking about relieving sexual tension such a taboo topic?
3: Well, just like Kevin said when, you know, growing up in a Catholic school, you don't talk about sex, you talk about abstinence, and abstinence means that... So we're going to blame it all to...
5: on religion, Emily? We well, you know we I
3: mean, just just the idea of, you know, sex is taboo and... Um, and and why I talk about masturbation? I think that makes people feel uncomfortable, and they think that that's you know some may say it's sinful. So I guess I mean yeah. maybe it's rooted in religion, maybe not. Um, well, it's but, society
1: as well. You couldn't limit yeah, just to religion because if if we're not letting our officials, anybody in government, our teachers talk about it, uh, if 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 you never if you grow up never hearing about it uh, other than. Kids giggling about it, then then it becomes taboo.
0: Right, I feel like it's almost like a saving face. Like it's ha- it's all these are factors, of course, but like saving face, we don't like to divulge too much, and that's almost like a topic that because it's been so popularly been taboo, and not a lot of people know how to go about it because I don't know, people maybe are ignorant, they don't even understand it themselves. So, we, so we, why talk about uh, something? We can
5: different? come on the air and talk about how to relieve <laughs> academic tension during finals, but when we talk about how to relieve sexual tension. Well, they are going to get fired. Who's to say they're not on the same right. wavelength? They
2: just gonna... they're... Right. We've got
0: some screwed up uh, things changes. going on in society. so that's... Yeah, I think maybe overexposed to certain sexual well, images can... all the time. It's so easily accessible, so it's probably on the mind. Sex, sex, because that looks sexy. Sex.
6: Well, we don't really acknowledge sex either in our society. It's very, like, good or bad or clean or dirty, aims as much as I don't like those words, but it's not something that is really accepted, and you have to be this non-sexual being, or in certain times, yes, you can be a sexual being, but you need to be able to switch it off like a switch.
5: So is there something true. about touching ourselves, about giving ourselves pleasure that we're not allowed to do? Because we're allowed to give pleasure to other people.
6: Well, maybe behind closed doors when no one has to hear or see about it. I mean... Mm-hmm. I think there's rules around that, too. Well, I'm
5: hoping most
6: of are
0: in public. <laughs> <laughs> that's not oh, we're we going to have... get calls in at their well, crazy spots.
3: Well, we've got <laughs> a call in right now. Oh, there we and, go. Uh, you are listening to Impact Exposure, and you are on the air.
2: Hi, um, I was calling about the question of the day. Yes. Um, apart from relieving stress, I have carpal tunnel syndrome, and it actually helps me kind of assess and see how my nerves are doing
5: that day. So it lets you get in touch. Well, no pun intended, but it lets you get in touch with yourself.
2: Yes. <laughs> exactly. Well,
5: I haven't heard that one before, but I think you know uh, if it's it helps. Part of the purpose of what we're talking about is why do people masturbate? So it gets you in touch with your, with your neuropathy or your how your nerves are working or what.
2: Um, it just gives me a sense like if I can't do it, then my hands aren't doing very well. <laughs> Okay. And if I can, then I know that my nerves are getting a little bit better for the day.
5: Okay. Uh, can I ask you how you feel about masturbation?
2: Um, I think it's a really taboo subject with girls especially. I think that's kind of strange. Like, it's just not very discussed. Why is that? Um, I'm not really sure. I think a lot of girls just don't think that they're supposed to have sexual feelings that they're really open with, like they feel ashamed if they feel the need to. A lot of girls feel pressure to where they're supposed to be able to get sex if they want it. So you're
5: not supposed to please yourself. You're supposed to have somebody else do it?
2: Yeah, I think a lot of girls feel pressure to where they think that because guys want sex, or at least that's the ideal in our society, is that guys always want sex. So if girls want to have sex, they should be able to. So I think a lot of girls feel shamed if they can't find someone to have sex with. And
5: okay. they want to. Well, thank you for calling in. I appreciate yeah. it.
3: And I have, a, I have a question for you. Does the doctor ever prescribe masturbation in your case?
2: No, he did not. I don't mean it necessarily helps it. It just lets me know how my hands are functioning.
5: Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you.
3: Yes, and stay yeah. in the line and, and learn how you can um, get that wonderful prize pack from uh, <laughs> Olin <Owen> Health
5: Center. <laughs> thank you. So so what, what do you uh, what do you think about what you said as far as women and masturbation? Is it a taboo topic? Is it not talked about? I mean, Erica, you and I have talked about the percentage of women who actually do masturbate. So, I mean, what do you think about what you said?
6: I think she's spot on in a lot of it. I think there is this societal understanding that men always want sex um so women can get it any time if they're having sex with men um and so they don't need to masturbate. there's not a need to it's just as easy as having a booty call or someone else can take care of that for them
1: do you think there's been a shift a little bit in the um, how taboo it is because i feel like in like even the last 10 years or so it's sort of changed a little bit in how, I mean, I'm not saying that you hear it all the time because you don't, no. but I'm just, I, I see it more in society a little bit that you hear about, I mean, there's commercials on TV now for, oh, uh, yeah. you know, for mm-hmm. uh, basically sex toys mm-hmm. made by, you know, Trojan and stuff.
6: Oh, the rings and whatnot. Right.
1: <laughs> and I just wonder if, you know. Maybe. It, I mean, because I, I hear in Sex in the City, I think has been sort of a, maybe Catalyst. a promoter of that.
6: <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. Maybe. I haven't. I can't say that I've noticed it overwhelmingly. I mean, so yeah, there's a masturbation skit that the theater troupe does. Yes, there is. And it's always like, <gasps> wouldn't it, you say? It, the the yeah. reaction is, because it's two women talking about so how they... are walking
5: ha- home from school. And- <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and I've watched, the last time I saw the theater troupe, I actually watched during that, you know, and yeah. having two women talking about reaching down there and touching themselves, you could almost like, the tension... all the shoulders yeah,
2: like, uh, go
0: up.
5: Everybody was going like this, like, oh, my God, we're talking (laughs) about two women actually touching themselves. And I was like... Really, and a lot of times we get—I
0: mean, for doing it, how many times I've done it—so many like small giggles, like that start immediately, but then they're like, "I don't want anyone to hear I'm giggling." It's (laughs) it's almost like a stigma that they don't know any, like they don't know about it, and they're like, "Oh, that's what—that's what you can do," type thing, or at least that's just what I get from the reactions. So, but when the men talk about it,
6: it's like a totally different feeling. It's
0: just kind of like ahaha. Yeah, I think think it's more
1: jokey. I think when you get a group of guys together, it's 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 kind of more crass and jokey that they talk about it.
3: And who does the the theater troupe perform? For on MSU's campus, actually,
0: we go to all the uh, to the neighborhoods and go into each uh, residence hall. If you can get a hold of us, I think we still have some dates we open. Do. So if you're a mentor out there listening, definitely get a hold of us at Olin Health Center. Um, yeah, it's got a lot of informational skits uh, about communication. We even talk about abstinence, and we we did mention that earlier today. Um, and yeah, a lot of good information. It's been a lot of fun doing it. It's
6: a hands-on performance. It is. Hands-on you, will hands-on
0: performance. No you will laugh. performance. No pun intended. intended yes. Uh, we do it in your face. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and again, I should remind our listeners that if you want to join the conversation or answer our question of the day, it is 432-3893. And the question of the day, again, The question
5: was- is, why do you masturbate? Not why society masturbates or why anybody else masturbates, but why do you masturbate? And why do you think it's such a taboo topic?
1: And again, four,
3: three, two, three, eight, nine three
1: well, and I think our, our caller kind of illustrated that the the reasons that people might do it are pretty varied I mean that was a unique yeah. way of using it yeah. to to help her kind of assess how she was doing health wise.
5: I thought it was interesting. I don't know which one of you asked the question. or oh, maybe it was you, Emily, about whether your doctor prescribed that. <laughs> Can you imagine a doctor prescribing that? You a- think a- that
3: doctors are uncomfortable?
5: <laughs> oh, I think, I think most uh, of the medical community. Well, I shouldn't say that. Our producer says he would prescribe it. <laughs> and he's in med
3: school right now,
5: too. <laughs> Remember that, Rob. Uh, but, I mean, not just prescribing it for something like that, but prescribing it uh, for getting comfortable with your body or prescribing it for the fact that who knows better what you like or need than yourself. And if you can't, you know, I mean, we talk about non-orgasmic women. I think uh, Dr. Tim, when she was here, talked Mm -hmm. about prescribing masturbation exercises to people to go home and and try it themselves. And that's somewhat of a freeing type of idea for people because, oh, Number one, you're giving me permission. I c- I can actually do this. <laughs> like I gotta do it. And you I prescribed be, right, it. <laughs> and I, won't, I won't be struck down, and I won't wake up with hair all over my palms in the morning. Uh, but you know, it's kind it, of a freeing idea. It can
6: probably be pretty scary though, too, for someone, especially if there's they've been struggling with sexuality issues or trauma-related issues, and mm-hmm. they're told, mm-hmm. well, if you want to start this healing process, maybe you know, masturbation would be a good first step. And I think that might also be kind of scary and traumatizing for someone. Like, wow, where I even first, start? I mean, yeah. right. I don't know, just kind of food for thought. You know, while it could be freeing, I think it could
3: also have this... Holy crap. Well, I wonder, we were talking about the taboos, and I'm I'm curious how much guys talk about masturbation versus females talking just amongst friends. I've, I don't know any conversation that I've had with any of my yeah. female friends, that they've brought it up and it's become a topic that we all discuss (laughs) at all. That's never happened. After watching Sex and the City together. Like
0: Is it even... I guess I've had my certain crowds. Some people definitely not. But like I said at the very beginning of the show you have your crowd and you'll talk about it in different ways. Luckily I've been thrown into this theater troupe for three years so... When I brought home that sex etiquette book, it was a coffee, coffee book, coffee table book, and like when people would come over, they'd open up <laughs> and see a picture, and they're like, "Whoa, whoa!" I didn't expect this out of a cartoon type drawing, but you know, it's like it's interesting how I found my crowds that are like, "Oh my god, let's talk about this!" Like, who knows? It's it's funny when you start
5: to open people up. Well, it, when they know you're an askable individual, individual right? Individual kind of been a long day. So, I mean, why do you think it is that that women? I mean. How would you feel if you walked into a group of your friends and said, Hey, let's talk about masturbation. What do you think would happen? I mean, you t- talk about other things that bring you pleasure. Yes? I think people would be offended. They would. Why would they be offended? It's just... It's an invasion of this, it's privacy. It's an invasion of yeah. privacy, what, you, Are we as, assuming
3: that? Well, as we've talked at the beginning of the show, people, women maybe feel uncomfortable about it. It's not something that they're used to discussing, so having someone just come out and be like, Let's talk about this. People would be like, Well you know i've never talked about it before and i've never had this question thrown at me and so they'd be shocked
5: at first and but but at at my experience in watching or hearing about parties where they come together to talk about uh, uh, toys and stuff to help you masturbate women really get into that talking about it in those situations is it because the atmosphere is conducive to that type of thing or well they know what they're surprised? getting
3: into before they arrive they know That's that true. what they're going yeah. to is yeah, a I sex gonna, party. Yeah. i was and,
1: wondering about that as well
3: and also you know the people that are leading it are very enthusiastic about it they're like you know hey we've tried these out too so right. you're not opening up a question which maybe the person asking it has never experienced it and then they're asking other people to open up but at a sex toy party I feel like that's different because the person is kind of an advocate for the it's, products yes, facilitated they, she knows right. what's going on I think you should
5: go back right. to your friend group and sit down and have a conversation with them and, and I think you'd be shocked that maybe they would say hey yeah let's do talk about it it's pretty interesting I don't think that women will be as shocked as you think they will be well I I, I do think the
1: difference between how men talk about it women talk about it because i think the women that do talk about it i think it is in the context of these sex toy parties and i feel like guys would talk about it but it's more kind of a it's brought up as a joke and then it kind of goes from there and you and you maybe learn a little bit about what your friends are doing or not doing but i don't think guys would ever get together and have a serious discussion about it in the context of a sex toy party i've never heard of that
0: right and these i feel like when we're talking about these sex toys parties, these are very isolated incidents and when I think of like the grand spectrum of how people spend their days usually at work or school and when you're at work or school are these types of topics that you're really open or allowed to talk about. I guess if you work at Olin Hall Center, heck yeah. Every day I'll be. Yeah, we talk about masturbation. (laughs) We got a free lube, why not? Like we see a box of condoms and it becomes a sex conversation, perhaps, (laughs) not saying it always does, but like in other environments when you're working I just feel like we're so conditioned to talk about certain things that are appropriate in all Crowds,
5: And, the last, last and then time. when we
0: come home, maybe it's with our friends, or guy friends, that's when it becomes a joke. Or when girls go home or go on the weekends to their their bridal showers. And it just happens to be, or not bridal shower, but bachelorette, bachelorette parties. And they parties. have their mm-hmm. sex toys and they talk about it. These are very isolated instances, so they're allowed to, like, talk about it. And those are the smallest points where people are actually probably most comfortable with guys' jokes, with girls. More, I guess, preserved. I guess you'd say you and organized. <laughs> <After that. laughs> then right. you don't talk about it again. Apparently, but I just feel like maybe we're just as another part of the taboo. Maybe we're just so conditioned to not talk about it because it doesn't accept or it doesn't allow for all crowds hearing.
1: Yeah, the more you think about it, it's really weird.
5: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Watch I about think you're all pulled. You. Uh, <laughs> the last stat I saw was that about eighty-five percent of women masturbate on a regular basis.
6: Report. Yes.
5: Okay so something that 85, 80, yeah, yeah. report yeah. report doing it the ones who don't report don't, don't want to admit <laughs> it or 85% report that so I'm still struggling with why <coughs> we wouldn't talk about it why people wouldn't feel comfortable talking about it is it because of religion is it because of your pleasure in yourself and there's something bad about pleasure in yourself yeah. you're supposed to do in the context of a relationship which we're going to talk about at some point in the context of a relationship, why is it? Or is it just that personal? Perhaps it is that personal. Maybe
0: I know when I think of like certain times, it's a lustful moment where you're maybe thinking of your loved one. You
5: just said lustful. Lustful. And
0: and I'm gonna say like when you think like say you're masturbating and you're thinking about your loved one who's away on a vacation. Is it a private moment that you?
5: What's that? Well if you're not thinking about your loved one.
0: Well, okay that's a whole different topic. <laughs> well let's, I'm I'm getting specific to <laughs> some people some people do masturbate because they aren't with their significant other and they're thinking about their significant other. And that's like a private moment. And why would you want to necessarily divulge all that information to somebody talking about masturbation if that's what you primarily masturbate for? So there's just another factor to throw in there of like it's a private moment to them because why would I tell you about what I think about my wife or husband or significant other boyfriend, girlfriend? It's just a very Private moment that they maybe want to keep to themselves, and I guess talking about the act of it just invokes the thoughts of, oh, why do I need to divulge my sex life regarding my significant other to you? That's none of your business. It's our life.
6: Do you do you think masturbation even has a different connotation in terms of just having sex, talking about sex in general, like, sure, yeah, in general,
0: yeah.
4: I think so
1: overall. Well, I think because I mean, sometimes you even talk about you talk about people having sex and people are okay with that. But if you talk about using a sex toy, then some people think
0: that's this
5: really weird, yeah. you know. So, I mean, and if you talk about masturbation, you're Looney Tunes. <laughs> right, welcome to
0: Looney Tunes. <laughs> Call on in.
3: <laughs> Again, the number four three two three eight nine three. If you want to join the conversation, <laughs>
5: I'm not so. sure they want to. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Well, I mean, I think on
1: the opposite side of what Kevin said, it, it, it was like what Jocelyn Elders said about masturbation maybe reducing the incidence of, you know, um, preteen and teen pregnancy and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's an avenue for people to uh, kind of work out their fantasies and maybe not end up hurting someone in the long run mm-hmm. or, or put themselves in a position where they're having unprotected sex and getting STIs. Um, there's there's just a myriad of reasons why people might masturbate
5: well and, and I think the re, the reports would show too that most people who do masturbate don't necessarily think of their loved one mm-hmm. they think of a sexual situation as somebody else now is that wrong well and maybe <laughs> that's why <laughs> that's part of the reason why people...
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, because if, if the
5: if the, if the mm. stated purpose is, you know if you look at the studies the stated purpose of masturbation is to relieve sexual tension and not necessarily to induce more love for your partner or anything like that, then is it wrong to think of somebody else or to think of a different sexual situation as your masturbation. You know, uh, some of these are very taboo topics and 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 that's part
1: of why people might feel that taboo about talking about it because because Uh they're... It's against their morals. Yeah, it's against their morals because uh, they don't want to make their partner feel bad that they're not with them, you, and you know, part of it. can't yeah. com- can complete
5: them or satisfy them, is that right? Hmm.
1: Or the person is, you know, is trying to is fulfilling a fantasy, and it's weird for them to talk about their own fantasies. With, you know, it's it's their own private thing.
5: Interesting. So what Jocelyn Ellis was trying to do back then was trying to say that as an not necessarily as an alternative, but as a, another option for people to express themselves. Uh, it just happened to be express themselves to themselves. <laughs> which I thought was a fairly safe option to talk about. I um, mean, she could have talked about abstinence and people would have been fine with that. Okay. She could have talked about safer sex and she probably would have got less trouble than she got for talking about masturbation. It's just the whole idea that we she was expressing, uh, I, I think, a fairly, in my view, natural option. Uh, one in which you rarely... Hurt yourself unless it's obsessive, uh, and you know we can talk about extremes on either one. But to get such a reaction like that, and still to this day, if you talk with Dr. Tim and other folks, people have a really hard time with talking about this topic. Mm-hmm. And it, and what we're trying to do is uh, say it's 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 a natural topic, and
3: mm-hmm. let's
5: talk about why people do it.
3: And how much trouble did she get in for bringing that up she as an fired.
5: option?
3: Okay. Well, wow. got fired.
5: And it was like the next day, right? Next or day. Very soon. Uh, when was this again?
2: Uh, this was in the Clinton administration. Okay.
5: Or uh, 98.
2: Ninety. And is, has anyone else? You, I was going to
5: say, do you think times have forward. changed since yeah. then? No. 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 <laughs> no there it is. Well,
6: because you look at more and more schools, even as a whole, going to an abstinence approach because that's what our administration funded and the only thing that they funded. Um, so now I think you even have another generation that has further. Lack of knowledge, no knowledge base. I mean, they come, we see students that come to MSU that have never, ever even been able to talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, they call me and they say, Can I meet with you? i thinking about maybe having sex, but I, I don't know anything. Um, I've never been able to talk about it. I can't ask my parents, and school did not talk about it. They just said, Don't do it. Um, and it's,
0: it's kind of sad. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I remember even during the summer orientations yeah. f- with the freshmen, um, even talking about sex. When we t- there was a question that involved uh, a percentage of people that choose not, or a percentage of students that choose not to have sex their first year, or or it was the number had of, had of sex within the past. Yeah, yeah. number. Of, sorry, Yeah. it end my. So but, long ago. Yeah, it's so <laughs> long ago. Um, but just they're they're giggling and they're laughing whenever sex, the word sex even came up. Mm-hmm. Like it's just. I mean, not enough talk, not talked about enough, not
5: maybe not incorporated into our curriculum. Oh, come on. (laughs) Let's let's face it, 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 the education about any type of comprehensive sexuality and state of mission sucks. Yeah. Royally. Except I mean, for. We were at a group that we were uh, at recently, the Family Planning Council. The fact that they call it the Family Planning Council and not anything having to do with sex education or comprehensive sexuality, and then they're in there talking about how best to instruct teens to avoid teenage pregnancy, which is a great topic, but nothing having to do with healthy relationships or. Or your right to have pleasure, or anything like that. It's all about that. And my comment to them was, "Quit K through 12 system. Quit sending us people who are unprepared to actually deal with any type of sexual negotiation, <laughs> along with themselves, mm-hmm. a sexual nego- negotiation with a partner. We don't do uh, do a good job at that. So, you know, it's left to us to talk about masturbation and impact radio, and so to actually educate people that it's." you know for a fairly natural thing to do you
1: no. even though everybody's we we know the stats are, are super high. high on everybody <laughs> doing, doing it
5: but everyone's doing it in the closet
1: right yeah. exactly well, you face. Face. well that's why I'm saying it shouldn't it shouldn't have to be talked about so so uh, not commonly it should be it shouldn't be so taboo
3: no i have a question. Those people that do come in from the schools that you say are giggling at the at the theater troupe doing skits about sex um during uh, you know when they come in as freshmen i am curious those types of people that come into Olin House Center later on once they arrived at MSU, what issues do they have because they haven't talked about it? Do they end up, you know, getting in situations that maybe they could have been more protected or could have done a little safer because of the, you know, what, what is it that people should know before they come to college or now that they're in college, you know, to help protect themselves a little more?
6: No, I think that is the nail on the head, Emily. It's either complete, like, petrification, like I just didn't even know where to start, or it's. I really didn't have a clue, and so this happened. And now I googled it or I web would it, and now I'm so scared because this could have happened. It could have been an infection. It could have been maybe pregnancy. Um,
1: or so they what? come in and they find out they have an infection, right. and then they're looking it up after. You know. So right. most of the people,
3: the people that went to high school with absent-only education when they do have sex, most of the cases it's unprotected, or what are some other issues that come up? I don't want
6: to say that it's unprotected, but they're just not really sure of all their options. Like, maybe... Or maybe they didn't use protection, and they're just really not truly sure what their options are, but now this is kind of an impetus for them to discover it. Like... Well, I kind of need to know now, so now we'll have a
1: conversation. Luckily, the condom yeah. message is at least out there. I mean, I yes. think the majority of students at least know that if they are going to have sex, that they should be using a condom. Whether they do or not is another story. Um, but I think coming in, they know that at
5: least. You know, we got we got we got to change the dialogue from unprotected sex to unknown sex. Because I think what's happening a lot is folks don't know why they're having sex. Mm. They really don't. You know, I don't do HIV counseling anymore, but in my days when I used to ask people, and I would ask them a lot, especially women, i ask them, you know, in a non-condescending manner, let me just ask you, why are you having sex?
3: And what answers would you get? Um, oh, my gosh. Well, um...
5: uh, he wants me to, I don't know. Very rarely, very rarely would I ever get a woman mm. to say, uh, because I want to, or because it's, fun or it's pleasurable. Very rarely would I get that. Sometimes men would say that. But very rarely would I ever get a woman. First of all, they would say, well, I've never really asked that question myself. And, you know, just kind of thought of that's what you do when you get to a certain age Hmm. and you're in a certain relationship and you just do it. Everyone else
6: is doing it, right? It's kind of the understanding, but it's not the case.
5: So that, you know, to answer your question, which would really take three hours, what do people need to know when they come here? One of them is that simple question without any condescending tone to it is you know why why have i chosen to be sexually active and
6: who are you having sex for yeah. are you
5: so having I'm for considered. yourself mm-hmm. uh, are you doing it to yourself mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what we're you don't have about. to have a great reason you just have
1: we just
6: think about it
1: so you've okay. thought about it
6: but you a know lot, a, go ahead a lot of stuff goes along with sex you know and sometimes andrew i don't know if you want to jump in but when we're counseling students it's maybe after they've made a decision that they weren't happy with And they kind of reassess things. Like, you know, i got a lot going on. I'm a student. I'm here to finish my degree. Sex really isn't... I've thought about it now. It's really not high on my priority list, you know? So for the next six months or a year or until I'm done, you know, I might date casually, but sex is just not something I'm...
1: I'd say there's a number of clients that that I've had that way that, you know, they've either had a period where they were having sex with a a number of people Mm -hmm. or... Or, or even not a lot of people, but they were they were having sex, and some a few things happened that they were not happy with, and they decided that sex was not for them, and they were going to take a break from it, or, or you know, they were going to wait till they were married, or they were going to wait till they were done with school, uh, because it was just too much to deal with.
5: And you can't just have sex with benefits. You just can't have. Well, I think, to have sex people, sex with. So I think for some people, say out there. Well, it's public. out there, but don't you think that's bull?
6: No, I mean serious.
5: With- any relationship, if we were to really get into relationships, it would probably be next time, because we do want to talk about spring break. Sorry, Marie. But any, rela- any <laughs> relationship is complicated, yes. right? Yes, Relationships mm-hmm. are complicated. They're mm-hmm. not that easy. Nice segue. When you add sex... <laughs> What's that? It's a nice segue. <laughs> if you add sex into it, it's even more complicated. Yes. Yeah. Sex in a relationship is complicated. So... My train just left the station. Well, we were, you were
1: talking about the oh. friends with benefits thing, yes. and you know, I think, uh, I mean, I think your point is well taken because I think a lot of people do find that if they're doing that, sometimes down the line it does get more complicated. I think they just had a movie just about it. I was say it, it was recently. hilarious with uh,
0: um, Oscar winner Natalie Portman. Yeah. Yeah. There you go, Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> uh, I didn't. I didn't see it. It was very. I saw it actually. And it was very funny, and it was. Um, if I can, it's striking. My, I can't remember but, the name but, of it. It's complicated. What, it's complicated. What appears yet, to be is easy
5: and very, very you know, interwebbed, just a minor deal right. becomes very complicated mm-hmm. because sex is complicated. It's not something that you just negotiate. Hey, you just want to have sex. That's why I think we're talking about masturbation too. It's not as complicated with yourself, although you have to come to grips with your own morals and religion and views and stuff like it can that. Can be more complicated for some than others. Right. It. Probably, but, but generally not as complicated as having right. sex with another individual. Yeah, of course, mm-hmm.
4: definitely. So. I think that masturbation also can lead to deciding a reason to your reason to have sex. Right. Being able to look inside yourself and really decide, you know, well, I enjoy this. This gives me pleasure. I'm able to relieve my tension. You know, maybe I'm ready to have sex and share it with another person. Well,
5: you just
0: hit on it. Thank
5: Mm. you. (laughs) Bravo, bravo. It's like learning your own body. How are you going to instruct somebody else? Right. And you should be instructing somebody else. You shouldn't assume (laughs) that your partner knows what you like (laughs) or not. But how else are you going to instruct somebody to say, hey, wait a minute. No, this is kind of how I like it. And this is what pleases me instead of going... Uh, keyword. Just guess. Right. No. Uh,
6: the lights are <laughs> off. Are, yeah. Feel
0: are <laughs> They're just going to do the first Check thing just because you're not
5: telling them if it's good or bad. Yeah, they're, <laughs> like, oh, they're not telling
0: us about <laughs> <laughs> Should <Yeah>. I moan <laughs> like, now <laughs> or should I <laughs> fake an orgasm now? Right, oh, my right. God. Or even fake <laughs> moan?
5: Like, oh yeah. Wrong <laughs> answer. So, you know, no, we Ooh. laugh about it. We make it sound easy, but it, it's not. But knowing what your body likes and how you like it dumb. How better than to help somebody else get to know you, Mm -hmm. and so do you have a relationship where you find some satisfaction Mm there?
0: Definitely. And talking about it, I mean, even as a joke right now, I think sometimes that's even healthy, like bringing it to light instead of making it that dark, dark topic. So serious. Like like, yeah, everyone's so serious about it. Why can't you? I mean, I guess bring it along the lines of when we say most guys joke about it, but no, why can't we just make it a, a. Not a joke. What's the term I'm looking for? Uh, A light, a light conversation that's where we can laugh about it because sometimes, like when we talk about sticking all the way up in there and masturbation skitting in your face theater, yeah, you don't have to fist it or anything. And like (laughs) when somebody says that, that's kind of a humorous thought in your head. You're like, whoa. But really, joking about it kind of lets you know that that's the extreme. That's like what people probably should be doing. I have to say after
5: being in the field now 30 years. When you, we, you did that skit yeah, uh, over in uh, Hubbard Hall, mm-hmm. and I had two administrators on both sides of me, I even <laughs> stiffened up. See, uh, even stiffened you're up you are with your co Reach up there and... And do you talk about it at work as like that all the time? And I was like, oh, nope. my God. <laughs> even you, Dr. D, no, no, are I, I did, because both the administrators and you at to me were like tensing up and I thought they were both going to explode. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so we're, we're in the studio and you guys are doing these hand motion things. Oh, sorry, yeah. Kevin, can you talk a little bit about what the this, this skit is about so our listeners are kind of um, tuned in?
0: Well, it's basically a skit where it starts out with this person says they're writing a script about masturbation and the person he's talking to or she's talking to gets a little uncomfortable because they're like, how are you going to go about that? It's, you know, masturbation. Not a lot of people like to talk about it. So you see a scene where guys are kind of just casually joking back and forth with certain jokes about what they call masturbation, choking like flogging a log, choking the chicken. And so you get a little humorous action with the with the male side. But then it switches over where the script continues, quote unquote, script continues uh, to girls talking about it, where it's a little bit more like this girl's just way, very reserved, just doesn't want to really know about it. But her friend's like, oh, come on, you got to learn somehow. And so she's talking about masturbation. She's like, OK, s- start touching your what? And then she kind of goes into letting her know basically you don't have to fist it you can learn your ins and outs by just feeling around a little bit and these are actual quotes probably from the <laughs> script so um yeah it's just a little lighthearted. and then it comes back at the end where these two people are talking again and they're like okay I can see how you could probably work that in there the way you worked it cause you know like we talked about guys kind of joke about it girls kind of Feel more reserved, and like if it's an educational thing, then yes, tell me. But let's not let's not talk about it after this point, okay? And that's that. So going back to just like different sexes and how they talk about it, um, which is it's it's gotten a lot of laughs. So it's always a fun little little sketch to talk. Right, you can
5: you can see people paying attention. You can right, see, you can see the tension. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's it's for almost sure. like you think the crowd's going, no. I uh, should have been looking at you when, I, when we were. No, I know. I was I, I was
5: I uh, was I was feeling the the love around me, and that's good. Uh, but it is but part. that's the
1: idea behind the theater troupe is, yeah. is you have that tension but then hopefully when people are talking about it later on that night after they've seen it then it starts the conversation
5: yeah well, we'd like to hear okay. what you have to say uh, yes. about this topic and about uh, what you think the purpose of masturbation is. And the number to call is four three two
3: three eight nine three.
5: And we have a, a great prize pack.
3: Fabulous prize
5: pack! With with a with a spring break theme, right? With the colada like, flavor. If you're stuck at home like
0: I'll be during spring break, that hand massage sounds better and better every day. Mm-hmm. So,
5: <laughs> hand and
0: massage. I'm I'm serious. I want a hand massage. <laughs>
5: No, it's not what you think, folks. <laughs> yes, yes.
0: it's an actual card to go to Douglas J. So, just so you
5: know, it's complimentary. <laughs> but I know we, I know we do want to talk about spring break a little bit. Certainly. Uh, and uh, what do we, spring break's coming up on Friday. So what 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 advice do we want to give people about relationships or sex or? Spring break, now, I mean, not everybody goes to the tropics. Right. They A lot don't. of people nowadays, as studies will tell you, do choose to stay home for one reason or another or choose to do humanitarian projects and go help right. out. But, you know, uh, we do know students. I mean, we're talking beforehand, and we're not trying to scare anybody. We're just trying to give them stats that mm-hmm. we do see. What what happens after spring break at at, at Olin?
6: Um, my department gets pretty busy, and we have students who maybe were drinking, um on spring break, and maybe made decisions sexually that they weren't happy with, um, or don't really remember. And so...
1: And they brought back maybe a friend with them? Yes. And what
6: department do you work in? in the Sexual Health Promotion Department. Mm -hmm. Um, And so our HIV testing appointments fill up pretty quick. But it's tough, because they come in, and they're really upset about something that maybe happened five days ago. And we can't tell them a whole lot until about three months later. So um, it's nice, though, to be able to put a name, you know, to the department hopefully for them and kind of give them a resource for the next few months but yeah. it's a tough conversation to have because it's not an immediate answer they have to wait it out okay. so
0: does it sound like there are pressures when it comes to spring break and sex I then don't, I don't like know or is it depends. just people are letting go and they just kind of don't have their their feet on the ground necessarily I think
6: that's uh, I think that's the name of the game I think they don't think about it really. Right. they just kind of
0: the brain takes
6: a vacation with it. And yeah. <laughs> kind
0: of well, we're, you know, we're
1: not talking about all no, MSU right, students. No. I think our stats say that it's something like 50% stay of MSU students are going back to their hometown. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like 20-21% that actually stay in East Lansing. So we're talking about a small percentage of students that are uh, maybe going somewhere and doing it big for spring break. Um, and, and sometimes when you're on vacation or you're letting loose, maybe you make some decisions that you weren't. Uh, planning on making. Because
6: you sit- haven't given it that far thought. Right. Like, I could be in this situation. Gonna, do I have a game plan? Have I talked to my friends about my expectations or theirs? Or can I help keep them safe? Can they help keep yeah. me safe? Look
1: out for each other. The kind of
6: conversations that you should have, even if you're in New and going out.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so just having terrible. having thought about it beforehand and understanding what you want to have out of spring break and not letting it be something that you have to worry about for a long time right. afterward. Right. Make it something you can enjoy and come back and Go Get back. back to
5: work. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I, I'm the old fart on the panel. When mm-hmm. I when I did spring break, it was back in the '70s. You know, and we, all we worried about then was who was going to take the first shift and drive into Florida. So you guys, spring break wasn't too long ago. I mean, some of you are still students. So I mean, I sit here and I listen to your advice. It's kind of like Lee advice, you know. Be nice. Don't let loose. I mean, really, what type of advice would you give students? Seriously, advice that you've been on spring break that you might have realized that, ah, I wish I would have done this or I wish I would have thought about this. I mean, just letting loose, to say you let loose, what does that mean? Why? Why don't people still use the same precaution they would if they're out on the weekend here? On the
1: well, I think I think motherly advice would be like you know don't drink, pace blah, yourself. Blah. Yeah, we're just we're just we're just saying having thought, think about it before What's you go. What's the
5: greatest mistake you made on spring break, Andrew? I never uh,
0: yeah, went on spring break. I, yeah. I guess it depends on if you ever in or if you're like if you're going to go back to relationships, if you're in a relationship or not. Like I think that in itself, when you're figuring out what you're ready for, like kind of coming to or like preparing yourself with what what are you willing to do before you go personally on spring break I think there's a lot of other stuff with relationships where you have, kind of have to think about well I'm going away from my either going with my significant other or going away from my significant other and it's kind of good to also get on the same page with them too before you leave perhaps because yes. a lot of like not only STIs and stuff like or people come back with certain um, infections, but they come back with guilt. And certain, like when it comes to like sex, I guess even going back to the taboo of talking about it, people come back guilty, and so they won't talk about it with their, with their significant others or.
5: Well, I mean, is, it, is it the same mentality that you always hear about Vegas? What happens in Vegas stays in I Vegas. I think some people. Is it what that. happens in spring break stays in Depends spring on. break? Well,
3: I or- I remember going to spring break and I did I've done all, I did alternate spring break for three for three spring breaks here at MSU and I remember my first one I was on there was this girl who had been dating this guy for two and a half years, you know she gets off the phone she's like yeah you know he's hooked up with. Two girls already, you know, and it was like one of those relationships. They've been together for two years, but they're like, we're on spring break. That's fine. Do what you want to do, and wow. that, and they were totally I fine hear about with those that. Sometimes, and I was, really? I'm.
0: Nice. For each teacher, so own, is that a relationship builder or is it a tester <laughs> but, but what was
3: interesting is she, there was no well, as jealousy long as they're even
1: in partner count oh right, okay then... uh, <laughs> sorry I mean
3: I don't think she was she wasn't probably hooking up a ton in Querétaro, Mexico on this Ultras from yeah. Greg thing but you know and she was fine with it like they discussed beforehand she's know, like she we talked about
0: fine. it See, so I guess I mean they were getting on the same page so yeah, that's talking about it's one thing that they one at least thing. talked about yeah. it and yeah. decided
4: what's best for them and I think when you're going with friends and maybe um, it's good to have that backup and have that sort of discussion saying, you know, what are you thinking you're up for this spring break? <laughs> or <You're> not. <laughs> or <You're> not. <laughs> not, yeah. And do you want, that? Ba- let me know when you need backup or not? Just watching out for each other. And that's a normal thing when you kind of go out, too, I feel like. Just being like, hey, you know. Just, yeah, I got your I back, you get mine.
1: Right. I don't think that's being preachy at all. I think no. that's, I mean, if you don't know that, then then you're probably going to get yourself in trouble anyway. That's kind mm, of right. just the deal when you're someplace that you're not familiar with.
6: Especially maybe in a country or a location that doesn't have the same legal system or same rules or you're not familiar with it or there's a language barrier that can add a whole nother level of uncertainty. I think oh, yeah. that has to be... Evaluated. Um. Well,
5: those relationships, I think, become more important because if you look at the individual who's here at MSU, you have a lot of trusting connections. Mm-hmm. You trust that. The Myers is going to be here. You trust that this mm-hmm. prop is going to do this. But when you get in a new situation, a new surrounding and you say, all hell breaks loose now and I can do whatever I want, the only one trusting relationship you might have is with your friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you have to concentrate on that because I don't know how many times, and I'm not into fear appeals, you know I'm not into it, how many times people come back and say, why didn't I trust my intuition? Or why didn't I do this? Or why did I do that? And I just think you just have to realize you don't have those trusting connections on spring break like you have in your normal situation and you just have to rely you truly have to rely on the friend you're with And I, th- I think it's very important to make sure that that friend or your significant other is aware
0: of these potential worries that you have and I think talking I mean nobody's gonna try to think of all these hypothetical situations you're gonna be in but just telling talking about the simple thing that like I'm a little scared I don't really know what to expect take thing is an important thing to discuss well, it's your significant I, other and I, your friends who you're going with perhaps.
5: I think you have to get away from that mentality that whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Whatever <laughs> happens. To me, it's, it's, somewhat, it's somewhat now uh, similar to what Facebook is in many ways. People will put anything on Facebook thinking that no one else is going to see it other than their friends. <laughs> and then it comes back to, to bite them because they're putting stuff out there that really will not just stay in that, that one circle. It'll come back yeah. at you. And no. if it's
6: on the internet once, it's there forever. I mean, mm-hmm. not for your base, but that you can't. It never comes back. It's always mm-hmm. there, kind of
5: hanging out. So Maria, you put on you put on this little sheet we got. Uh, spring break a relationship tester. What did you mean by that? <laughs> well, or we, that was, what Emily said that that um, you can go out and it can go, do whatever it can. you want. <laughs> it can, it's exactly. a whole pass. It's a whole pass. A <laughs> new movie out. What it depends that? on the relationship. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right.
4: definitely. And it depends if you're. Going with your significant other alone or with a group, or excuse me, if you've just started a relationship and then this is going to be the longest you've been away from each other in a while, um, just trying to figure out those ins and outs of your relationship and what works best for both of you. Um, I think it's a tester in both
0: lights and a builder.
4: Yeah, definitely.
0: I think that's the spectrum. It can depending on what your relationship is, mm-hmm. how long you've been dating, how well you're comfortable talking about certain things, doing certain things.
1: Whether so. you're going together or not. Right. Exactly. Right. It's like completely
5: across the spectrum. So it's a real tester if you're not going together. Um, I, it's, I would
1: say in that situation, probably more probably so. Most but if you've so. never been on a trip with your significant other, then it could be a tester in that that's way. Well. I mean, if you're staying in a room <laughs> together or whatever and you've never lived together before, staying in
4: a car together for 20 hours.
0: That's right. to oh,
1: to yeah, tester. that's okay. <laughs>
0: Yeah. But also I think there's that factor of like relying on that significant oh, other yeah. as well. And of course, experiencing new things with that person. It's like you're both doing it together, so you're both new to the situation, which kind of, it's like that extra little crutch, like, oh, we're together, I'm not so lonely type thing.
5: Okay, now you're starting to sound like a Hallmark card. Well, <laughs> you really are. Hey, all, you need, is love. all <laughs> you need is love. That's all I'm saying. Andrew, you know, you you and, and Becky and, and I have studied a lot about uh, spring breaks and alcohol. I mean, t- mm. Tell the folks out there what really is happening on spring break when it comes to alcohol, and what are some of the things that they can do to to help prevent some of the harm that could.
1: Um, well, some of the things that one of the things that students tell us a lot that they do is they stay with the same group of friends when they're out during spring break, if if they are out, um, and it's a good way of of keeping themselves safe. When they when they go out to drink, they um, they make sure they eat beforehand, um, get a little base in their stomach before they start drinking. Uh, which can make a huge difference in how your night ends up, uh, having a good meal before. You know, and you're on spring breaks, and there's probably good food wherever you're going. Um, Take advantage of that. Um, But we know that 62% of MSU students will... uh, spend their entire spring break without getting intoxicated even once. So,
5: so the norm really um, is spend spring break without getting intoxicated. Yeah.
1: Which is not to say that, that, that a higher percentage don't drink, because there is a high percentage that drinks, but only 62% of uh, MSU students will actually, or I'm sorry, 62%
5: of students will
1: not uh, get drunk.
5: That's important. <laughs> I see on here, Marie, you have what is hot tub drinking? <laughs> <laughs> one, two, one. Well, that's just those are just tips. It's like a to, movie night. We're we'll talking about all the different movies. Those are <laughs> those are just
0: their general tips. So when you are, if you choose to drink, you know, just know that certain things can. When you're thrown in an environment, let's say people are not always in hot tubs, because I don't always get in a hot tub. And would I have known at an early age, when I was 21, getting in a hot tub while I was drinking would get me drunk quicker, or it would dehydrate me and cause my body to react in different ways? I didn't know that. I'm not saying I got into a hot tub and realized that, but I just know some people. <laughs> uh, that I know have realized that oh my god when I was like doing all these activities while drinking, I didn't realize that I wasn't staying hydrated or these activities made me more dehydrated rather than uh, so a normal schedule. It's that a good had. warning to have. Especially yeah, so I think those
5: are their tips. So hot tub drinking. So what, what is the tip for hot tub drinking? Uh, probably don't drink. Drink less. Drink a lot of hydrate, water. Hydrate, one. hydrate, hydrate, <laughs> which is, our is another.
6: Yeah, because you can sweat in a hot oh, tub and not really it. realize that
0: It's just going right off from the water. And I guess that goes for when you're on the beach all day. Because I know a lot of my friends have gone out to the beaches (coughs) and drank all day. And that's just another one of our tips is to make sure, first of all, pace yourself and stay hydrated. Which goes into the hot tub drinking? Okay. So tub I'm, I'm looking at this. It yeah, says, "Going Go
5: with friends."
3: This says, oh. "Drinking plus sun equals a bad sunburn and even worse hangover." Is that true? You get sunburned more if you're drinking? You um, you did might that was
6: just, be just... app to remember to put sunscreen
0: on. Or nah. fall asleep? That was just kind of a little fun little <laughs> I see. little saying. That's probably poison. the case not though, good because that. I think when
1: you when you uh, are are not drinking and you're and you're cooking out on the beach and you've been out there for an hour. You're gonna feel yeah, it I eventually. <laughs> but if you're not drinking, if you're not drink, or I mean, if you, I'm sorry, if you are drinking, uh, you're not gonna you're not gonna feel it as well. And are dead a
6: little. Yep, yeah, and you're
1: and you're maybe not gonna remember to put the more sunscreen. And if in.
0: we're gonna throw out one big tip, if you're on a beach, make sure you know the liquor laws of which location you're in, so that you know you're allowed to be drinking on the beach. We're that's, not, another yeah. that's another just that's another key tip. one. To, yeah, just yeah. know because I mean, uh, not only do people on spring break. Come back with friends on their body, but they come back with reports and track records and two hundred dollar fines. Two hundred dollar fines like noise violations. So just know the different rules that you that and you're if going into. Somebody, in the area.
5: somebody walks up to you with a camera and they say they're, they say they're from <laughs> Girls Gone Wild. How much do you pay me? Just remember that that momentary decision you make will be on film. Yes, pretty much for the rest of your life. And sold to a lot of people, I'm sure. And I'm not into fear appeals, you know, I'm not. But it will be there, and it will make its way onto. Internet. Well, I,
1: I feel like we have a lot of fear appeals that we're talking about tonight. But I feel like some of this. I mean, this is just good information to have. I mm-hmm. think if you're planning on your on your trip, because uh, you know, whenever I went on Spring Break, I wanted to have a good time, and I didn't want it to, I didn't want it to be something I had to worry about when I came back. And I think the more information you have about uh what it's like wherever you're going the better so you know do your research
5: right but most people never think that anything's going to happen to them oh no that's, that's true that's true another. and so to so keep in mind some of these and i think one of the best things said here tonight is something we can show with research is stay with your friends mm-hmm. stay with your friends because they're probably your best bet <laughs> Unless your friends are, you are making sure? poor decisions and then... Right. Well,
1: and if you've got those extra crazy friends and you know who you are out there... Let your parents uh, know where you're going. <laughs> yeah. Have some emergency contacts. Exactly. Um, But, you know, just kind of maybe delegate the person who's going to be kind of uh, looking over people on a given night. You have, what, seven days, eight days, nine days that you're going to be wherever you're at. And don't Um,
4: make the same person do it throughout the whole break. Well, yeah, that's my point. Don't have them be a mother hen for all of you.
0: Right. They want to have fun, too. take it upon yourself to watch after yourself, too. That Mm -hmm. also clears the wrap of everyone not needing to look after everyone else. I mean, just look after yourself and know your own your own limits and boundaries. And I think if you're not going anywhere, to tie it back to our first thing, maybe you should learn your ins and outs and <laughs> stay home and masturbate. Oh, wow. I'm
2: just trying to bring a whole a whole circle. Circle. it full circle. am just trying to
0: bring it full circle.
5: I'm glad. Thanks, Kevin. No problem. I'm glad so, I didn't bring that back that way. I,
0: I'll happily do it. But... but. As in bring back the topic, sorry.
5: I'm not even sure how to respond to that one. Masturbation, we're talking masturbation. I was going to say, you started it. Yeah, you brought it up. Yeah. Oh, I brought it up.
3: We came in and Dr. D was like, guys, sorry, we're scratching this program. We're talking about masturbation today. is what he said. Well, so. there's, a
1: full, there's a full range of stuff that people do on, or the MSU students that tell us they do on spring break. Um, I would put that in the other category, Certainly. which I think we have like 9% do other um <laughs> but uh a there's thing. lots of students that that they study during the break they try to catch up on on everything that they're True. working on um you know there's some that party there's some that do alternative spring break oh, there's a full range of uh there's some that work They're it's, True, a, it's a chance cool. to get Even some money so don't
0: have any work or don't have any free days because they'll be making a lot of money
1: yep they don't have to go to class so they can uh, work more mm-hmm
5: well, I think I think to to bring it even to more of a full circle. No, <laughs> masturbation? <laughs> no, no. Oh, uh, Actually, you know, you think about some of the topics we talked about, masturbation, and I'm sure there's some people out there that may have questions and have, have probably risen some thoughts in their minds about, you know, why they feel the way they do and stuff like that. And I think that for those folks, uh, if you do have questions or you do have concerns about anything that we've talked about, uh, please... You send us an email, stop by Olin, stop by the MSU Counseling Center. There's people trained there to help you deal with it. Because I'm sure, you know, I can just imagine being at the theater troupe and seeing some of these these uh, topics discussed and watching the reactions of some people. You know in their mind they're all thinking about their own experiences and how they feel about stuff. And sometimes we raise that that specter of, hey, you know, I might have a concern about this or I might want to talk more about this. I mean, Mm -hmm. I still to this day think that HIV counseling is one of the best things we do because it allows people to be in an environment to say, hey, I have another question, you know, maybe about touching myself or maybe about masturbation or maybe about uh, why I'm having sex or Mm -hmm. what I should do or how I should respond or what I should think about. And if you do have those questions, we're here to help you. We're here to help you give information. I think we just... We start the ball rolling on, on IMPACT because they're brave enough to put us on the air. <laughs> uh, but uh, we have all kinds of resources to help you uh, make decisions about that. And I'm losing my voice, the one you guys have to take over here. And,
1: uh, well, that's kind of our little secret <coughs> about HIV counseling is is it's there for people that need an HIV test, but it's also really there for people that want to just talk about and they have questions. And that's, really, and that's really why we want people to come in. If, if people have questions about anything, um, then that's what we're there for.
0: And uh, if you don't step in the doors of Olin House Center, you can contact us. And and if you don't feel comfortable talking about it, you can uh, call in and see what our In Your Face theater troupe is up to. And maybe we can come visit your residence halls, all you mentors out there. Cause we talk about those taboo topics.
5: Well, we have another That's touch right. workshop coming oh, up, don't we? Yeah, oh, we yeah. were I was just about gonna that. say, it's a touch it's workshop. Touch workshop, Emily.
4: I can talk about it. So, uh, the group of sexual health advocates is going to have a touch workshop um, on April thirteenth. That's right. At it'll, it'll be in Acres Hall. Acres Hall. Yeah, and. It's, what will be going th- on? 6.30? The time is We're starting. We're still working on the time. Watch for flyers and all that jazz. Um, We are going to have some uh, massage therapists from Creative Wellness uh, come in and do a sort of massage workshop. You would it's learn how... Seated? Yes. Fully clothed? Yes. So you can bring a friend, friend significant no. other, whatever you want to do. By massage, you mean... Like relaxing hands, yeah. Like <laughs> scalp. scalp. I'm not, I'm talking not talking about, about masturbation and public sort guys. Of things, but yeah. But it'll be a lot of fun. We're Emily's just trying
5: to be clear. <laughs> <Yeah>. No, it's
4: always <laughs> so <it's> good to make <laughs> things clear. Definitely.
5: Well, in touch is, is one of the uh, you know uh, cornerstones of getting. Uh, well, I'm going to use the word touch again. Getting in touch with your feelings and mm-hmm. how you feel about it. It's because some lovely. people never take the time to actually know what something feels like mm-hmm. or. Presenting touch to somebody else, how they would respond to it. Definitely, so. it'll be a good workshop. Yeah, and it's we'll in be Acres.
6: Be Acres mm-hmm. Hall. There'll be lots of giveaways, um, some aromatherapy
4: relaxation stuff, and massages. Mm-hmm. be well, mm-hmm. April thirteenth. Acres calendar. Hall. much for. It's
5: open to all students. Everyone. Yes. Yep. One and all.
3: And we so. can also remind people about that event Next month
5: You've been
0: listening to the Spartan Sports
1: Wrap On Impact Exposure
2: Tune in every week for more of the greatest sports information News and analysis
4: Here and only here on Impact 89FM
3: About relationships, sex, as we did today Masturbation, spring break <laughs> So thank you Olin Health Center So much for coming in and helping host Impact Exposure Happy
1: spring break Yeah, have, have a good time y'all Broadcasting from the campus of Michigan State University, you've been listening to
3: Impact Exposure.
2: An exclusive podcast from Impact 89FM.